Chapter Thirteen of Pixie O'Shaughnessy by Mrs. George de Horned Vesey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Explanations. Pixie, awake, awake! Oh, Pixie, open your eyes. Get up, dear. Get up. We want you downstairs. Margaret bent over Pixie's bedside, tears shining in her eyes, and lifting the slight figure in her arms shook it to and fro until the grey eyes opened in astonishment and a sleepy voice murmured is it morning time to get up morning no it's not nine o'clock and miss phipps thought you would certainly be awake with so much music going on but it's no use i must wake you whatever happens here's your dressing-gown here are your bedroom slippers you have to come downstairs with me this minute am i the queen asked pixie waking up all in a moment and peering mischievously into margaret's face when you are wakened up in the middle of the night and taken downstairs in your dressing-gown and slippers it's either a fire or you are the queen and the courtiers are waiting to kiss your hand you know it is margaret you've seen it in the pictures yes i've seen it and perhaps there may be courtiers waiting for you pixie and kisses too and a dear little crown to put on that shaggy head great excitements have happened since you went to bed and we know now that it was not you who broke mademoiselle's scent bottle we are almost certain that it was lottie herself and miss phipps has sent for you to help us pixie gave a start of dismay and the laughter died out of her face leaving it scared and white her fingers tightened round margaret's arm and she hung back trembling as they neared the schoolroom door another moment and they stood within the threshold looking round on what seemed suddenly to have taken upon itself the aspect of a court of justice the girls were as before ranged round the walls and at the end of the room stood a row of teachers fraulein and miss bruce flushed and excited mademoiselle with tears in her eyes miss phipps with an awful sternness of expression which gave place to a momentary softness as she looked at the newcomers pixie glanced at them all one after the other and from them to the figure standing in the centre of the room like a prisoner at the bar her face white as her dress her eyes full of terror and despair she gave a sharp cry of distress and rushed forward with outstretched arms Lottie, lottie i didn't tell i never told lottie lottie i-i kept my word a deep murmur sounded through the room as each hearer drew her breath in a sob of mingled conviction and regret and of all the number lottie seemed the most affected she burst into a paroxysm of tears clasped pixie in an hysterical embrace then thrusting her aside turned eagerly towards miss phipps oh i will tell i will it was all my fault pixie had nothing to do with it i will tell you all about it it is more than time lottie begin at once and pray calm yourself until you have finished returned miss phipps coldly and lottie wiped away her tears and struggled to keep back the rising sobs it was the night of the term holiday i was going out i was dressed and going along the passage and mademoiselle's door stood open and i saw the light shining upon the gold of the scent bottle 
i had no scent of my own and i thought i would go in and take a little of mademoiselle's i knew she would give it to me if i asked and if i told her the next day there wouldn't be any harm but i was in a hurry and i heard pixie calling and i put the bottle down too quickly and the glass struck the corner of the table and fell to pieces in my hand i was so frightened and there was no time to think for pixie was running along the passage so i just mopped up the scent with my handkerchief and flew to the door i suppose the piece of glass must have got in then for the handkerchief has never been out of my pocket until to-night pixie said oh what a smell of scent and i said something i forget what about its being rude to make remarks and ran downstairs as quickly as i could go i was so wretched all the evening i didn't know what to do i thought when it was found out pixie would be sure to tell but when i came home the girls all said how lucky i was to have been out for no one could suspect me and i said nothing and i saw mademoiselle crying and i said nothing and then i was afraid to speak for it was too late pixie came to me next morning and said lottie they think i broke the bottle because i was the only girl in mademoiselle's room last night but i know that you were there too and that you had been taking some scent and i begged and prayed her not to tell anyone else i was so confused that i let her see i had broken it but i said if she told i should get into trouble with my father and she promised at once she was so willing that i didn't feel as uncomfortable as i expected but i was miserable when everyone blamed her and she was punished i comforted myself by thinking that i would ask her to stay with me in the holidays and make it up to her then she never told me what she was doing in mademoiselle's room i tried to believe that she was really to blame she might have cracked the bottle and that was why it broke so easily and so the best reward you could give to the friend who shielded you at her own expense was to suspect her of deceit that will do lottie you can go to your own room now i'll deal with you to-morrow now we will hear what pixie has to say miss phipps paused impressively for a moment and then spoke again in tones so sweet and gentle that it was difficult to recognize them as coming from the same voice which had spoken but a moment before pixie you have heard lottie's explanation i will speak about that later on but now i have a favour to ask you for my sake dear for all our sakes to help us get at the whole truth of this unhappy affair i ask you to tell me frankly what you were doing in mademoiselle's room when ellen saw you there pixie hung her head and her cheeks grew as scarlet as the scarlet dressing-gown itself she lifted one little slippered foot and stood perched on the other like a funny little ruffled stork in the midst of the shining floor and the watching faces of the girls were pretty to see with their expressions of tender amusement and sympathy please miss phipps said pixie hoarsely i was doing nothing i was only after putting in the hot bottle miss phipps stared mademoiselle gave a sharp exclamation of surprise and turned impetuously to her principal the hot bottle it is true i have one every night but i-i thought that ellen that one of the maids 
we have put no hot bottle in your bed mademoiselle it is miss emily's rule that any of the young ladies may have bottles of their own if they take the trouble to fill them in the bathroom as they go to bed and to put them back there in the morning we never put one in a bed unless in the case of illness said ellen who stood in a corner of the room one of the most anxious and interested of the spectators and at that miss phipps turned once more to pixie then are we to understand that it was your own bottle of which you were talking and what made you think of lending it to mademoiselle she told me that she was always cold said pixie faintly i didn't like to think of her lying there shivering bridgie gave me the bottle when i came away in a little red flannel cover you're such a frog says she maybe this will warm you but i just roll my feet in my nightgown and hug them in my hands until they are warm i thought perhaps mademoiselle couldn't do that you can't bend so easy when you're old and so she needed the bottle most ma petite cried mademoiselle ma chérie and she would have rushed forward and taken pixie into her arms straight away had not miss phipps held her back with a restraining touch End of chapter thirteen